Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's Money Talking from WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. What do the following companies all have in common? Uber actually putting out a headline today, it would seem that... Sprint up as much as 10% on Friday. Co-working startup, WeWork. Alibaba, one of the largest e-commerce companies on the planet. Sure, they're tech companies, but what really connects them is one man who directs significant investments into each of them and many similar companies. He is Masayoshi's son, the founder and CEO of the company SoftBank. His influence in Silicon Valley is tremendous, and his vision for the future could touch the lives of all of us. Katrina Brooker is a senior contributing writer to Fast Company. Her profile of Sun is the magazine's cover story this month. It's called The Colossus of Tech, and she joins me now. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning. So first, describe for me, what is SoftBank exactly? So SoftBank is one of the most powerful technology companies in the world. It's Most of us here in the U.S. haven't heard of it. It's based in Tokyo, but it owns Sprint. It owns one of the biggest mobile telecom companies in Japan. But what it, it has been most known for most recently is its $100 billion vision fund, which it launched about two years ago now and has just taken the startup venture capital world by storm. I mean, it's literally disrupted the disruptors of technology. Because it uses that $100 billion to invest in yes. companies? Yes. One one venture capitalist compared the Vision Fund to the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, you know, from Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> just this colossal thing that is just moving through their ecosystem. Just knocking things just down. Just knocking and... things down and, you know, changing things up. And, you know, these are people who are used to things being knocked down. And it's really, really taking things by storm in Silicon Valley, but also all around the world. At the center of SoftBank is Masayoshi's son. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about him. He is one of the most interesting characters that I've ever written about. He grew up in Japan, very poor. He was an outsider. His family was of Korean descent. He faced all of this racism, got himself into technology at a time when you know the rest of us barely even knew that the internet existed. And he started investing massive amounts of money in, in the tech bubble of the late 90s. And at one point, they say he was, I think for three days, the richest man in the world. And then the dot-com bubble burst and he lost billions and billions of dollars. Theoretically, that should have crushed him. And instead, he pulled his money together, invested in Alibaba. um, The Chinese uh, internet company. Massive. And that kind of set him up for this next phase, which is where he is now. I mean, he made a huge bet on Sprint, but also other mobile companies around the world, which have paid off. And once he kind of had the ground under his feet again, he came up with this idea for the Vision Fund, which had never been thought of before. And, you know, to kind of build a venture capital fund of that size, $100 billion to invest in startups. So what's it like then for startup companies that want his money to meet with him when he's dangling billions of dollars in front of them? For an entrepreneur, this is kind of your dream. You you get a call, and sometimes it's out of the blue, and you'll literally get the call, Masa wants to meet you. Can you be in Tokyo on Thursday? And they say yes. They that, always that, say yes. There's that much money at stake. <laughs> and... Adam Newman from WeWork called him a Jedi. And and actually, Masa, at some points, has referred to himself as Yoda. 
And he's known for having these sort of instant connections with entrepreneurs. He's not interested in asking them, what are your profit margins? What are the usual business questions? It's all about how big can you grow? How fast can you grow? There was one entrepreneur who told me that he asked him literally, how can we help you get 100 times bigger and how fast? So if he's investing in these companies through the Vision Fund, and some of these are very well-known companies like Uber and WeWork. I mean, what is his vision of the future and how does that affect us? His vision is that we are about to enter into this new age of machines, robots, artificial intelligence, and it is going to radically transform our world. But this is happening now. Sun really believes it, and he wants to make it happen. And he believes he can turbocharge it. So there are these big changes coming, and the people who are making the financial decisions on what technology to back is going to have a huge influence on what actually gets built. And one of the people who is a big funder of the Vision Fund is Mohammed bin Salman from Saudi Arabia. Yes. And, of course, there has been a lot of controversy about his alleged involvement in the death of a Saudi journalist. How has that impacted the operations of the Vision Fund? Because Mohammed bin Salman has provided about half the money for the yes, fund. Yes, $45 billion. So that means some of these companies indirectly could be getting money from the Saudis. Yes. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, that is an issue because they suddenly felt they don't want to be connected with that kind of money. And I, I know that at least a few entrepreneurs told me that they had had conversations with SoftBank and some with Masa directly about their feelings about that connection. But where do things stand? In September, Mohammed bin Salman announced that he planned to give Masa another $45 billion for a second vision fund. Talk of that has stopped completely. So I don't know exactly where that stands. But for now, it doesn't seem like that Saudi money is coming through. At least for that second fund. At least for the second fund. The first fund, they have invested that money. That money is almost completely out the door. Bringing this back to Sun, uh, there's another headline in your story that calls him the most powerful person in Silicon Valley. And I'm sure many people actually don't know his name. They, they know Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and Jeff Bezos of Amazon. And here's this person who has this vision fund. Does anyone really know what he wants to do with it? I think this is the ultimate question. Um, he's in this position where he has the money, the power, the resources to build extraordinary technology that's going to impact all of us. And Masa's view of AI, robots, is fundamentally very different from what we have in the West. In the West, we grew up on Terminator and all sorts of scary <laughs> movies about you know robots taking over the world. In Japan, robots are sent from heaven, and he sees robots as this, this gift that will make our lives happier, make our lives healthier. That's very powerful, and I think for all of our sakes, I hope that this is where it goes, but there is a trade-off. And as increasingly technology becomes infused in our lives and very powerful in our lives, I think we're realizing that the, the best of technology also can come with the worst. And there's just a lot more that we have to ask ourselves about how we want this new world to look like and what we want it to become. Katrina Brooker is a senior contributing writer to Fast Company. Her profile of Masayoshi Sun and SoftBank is the magazine's cover story for February on newsstands next week. Katrina, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 